Politico right now is reporting that the Supreme Court has voted to overturn abortion rights. And I'm frankly um, a little surprised. This was uh, this was an interesting development. And I'm if this is legitimate, which I'm pretty sure they, they wouldn't post this at the front page of Politico if there wasn't something legitimate about it. I'm sure other news sites are going to be picking up on this right away. So um, I'll just read the story. The headline is, The Supreme Court has voted to overturn abortion rights, draft opinion shows. And then it says, We hold that Roe and Casey must be overturned. Justice Alito writes in an initial majority draft circulated inside the court. The Casey decision was 1992, which... Um, came up with a standard of, well, applied this standard of undue burden to abortion. It, it tightened, it affirmed Roe and tightened up restrictions or uh, tightened up uh, the legitimacy of Roe and it it um, prevented restrictions. Uh, so anyway, uh, let's click on this. It says, the Supreme Court has voted to strike down a landmark Roe v. Wade decision, according to initial draft majority opinion written by Justice Samuel Alito, circulated inside the court and obtained by Politico. The draft opinion is a full-throated, unflinching repudiation of the 1973 decision, which guaranteed federal constitutional protections of abortion rights, and a subsequent 1992 decision, Planned Parenthood v. Casey, that largely maintained the right. Roe was egregiously wrong from the start, Alito writes. So this um, is linked here, it looks like. Let's see. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> the Supreme Court of the United States, first draft. So I haven't read this yet, This uh, and it's too long to read in this particular podcast, but there is an actual document here. Um, so, and actually on the top right hand, Okay, this is from Justice Alito to the other justices. Circulated February 10th, 2022. Uh, so let's keep reading. The draft opinion is a full-throated, unflinching repudiation. Let's see. Okay, we read that. We hold that the Roe and Casey must be overruled. Deliberations on controversial cases have in the past been fluid. Justices can and sometimes do change their votes as draft opinions circulate and major decisions can be subject to multiple drafts and vote trading sometimes until just days before a decision is unveiled. The court's holding will not be final until it is published, likely in the next two months. Uh, so that I, I, the impression I'm getting here is that this is, they're reporting this as something that's f finalized, but it's not, uh, let's see. Yeah, they said the vote's already taken place, uh, but uh, that this won't be formal until two weeks from now, or two months from now, rather. Uh, holding will not be final until it is published. Likely in the next two months, the immediate impact of the ruling as drafted in February would be to, to end a half-century guarantee of federal constitutional protection of abortion rights and allow each state to decide whether to restrict or ban abortion. It's unclear if there have been subsequent changes to the draft. No draft decision in the modern history of the court has been disclosed publicly, while a case was still pending. The unprecedented revelation is bound to intensify the debate over what was already the most controversial case on the docket this term. This is a curious thing to me when it says this. No draft decision in the modern history of the court has been publicly disclosed while a case is pending. So uh, this is this is rare or, 
This is, you wonder why this was disclosed, I guess, is, is what I'm wondering. The draft opinion offers an extraordinary window into the justice's deliberations in one of the most consequential cases before the court in the last five decades. Some court watchers predicted that the conservative majority would slice away at abortion rights without flatly overturning a 49-year-old precedent. The draft shows that the court is looking to reject Roe's logic and legal protections. Uh this is a quote from Justice Samuel Alito. Roe was egregiously wrong from the start. Its reasoning was exceptionally weak, and the decision has had damaging consequences. And far from bringing about a national settlement of the abortion issue, Roe and Casey have inflamed debate and deepened division. This is this is a, a amazing. If if this is true, this is absolutely amazing, and it I'm immediately struck with. How this is, obviously, uh, we, we don't deny God's hand in, in these kinds of things, but I'm thinking about President Trump, too, right now with the Supreme Court appointments that he's made and how, um, in the line of, in the focus I've had on this particular podcast, evangelical elites and the way that they oppose President Trump and shamed their base evangelical voters for voting for him and everything. Uh, It's pretty interesting to me to watch this because this is the effect of President Trump's short four-year term, even after he's out of office, uh, if, if this is true. A person familiar with the court's deliberations said that four of the other Republican appointed justices, Clarence Thomas, Neil Gorsuch, Brent Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett, had voted with Alito in the conference held among the justices after hearing oral arguments in December, and that lineup remains unchanged as of this week. The three Democrat-appointed justices, Stephen Breyer, Sonia Sotomayor, and Elena Kagan, are working on one or more dissents, according to the person. How Chief Justice John Roberts will ultimately vote, and whether he will join an already written opinion or draft his own is unclear. The document, labeled as a fine first draft of the majority opinion, includes a notation that it was circulated among the justices on February 10th. If the Alito draft is adopted, it would rule in favor of Mississippi in the closely watched case over the state's attempt to ban most abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy. A Supreme Court spokesperson declined to comment or make another representative of the court available to answer questions about the draft document. Politico received a copy of the draft opinion from a person familiar with the court's proceedings in the Mississippi case, along with other details supporting the authenticity of the document. The draft opinion runs 98 pages. That's why we're not going over it all tonight, (laughs) including a 31-page appendix of historical state abortion laws. The document is replete with citations to previous court decisions, books, and other authorities, and includes 118 footnotes. The appearance and timing of this draft are consistent with court practice. Uh, The disclosure of Alito's draft majority opinion, a rare breach of Supreme Court secrecy and tradition around its deliberations, comes as all sides in the abortion debate are grinding or girding for the ruling. Speculation about the looming decision has been intense since the December oral arguments indicated a majority was inclined to support the Mississippi law. Under longstanding court procedures, justices hold preliminary votes on cases shortly after argument and assign a member of the majority to write a draft of the court's opinions. The draft is often amended in consultation with other justices, and in some cases, the justices change their votes altogether, creating the possibility that the current alignment 
on Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organizations could change. So that's the case that um, went to the Supreme Court. The Chief Justice typically assigns majority opinions when he is in the majority. When he is not, that decision is typically made by the most senior justice in the majority. Uh, let's see, do we want to keep reading this? Let me skim in a little bit here. Um, so they're really focusing on what Alito said about how the Roe v. Wade was ill-conceived and deeply flawed. That quote. And I'm wondering if, now this is, there's no way to search this document for that quote. Alito's draft ruling would overturn a decision by the New Orleans-based Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals that found that Mississippi law ran afoul of Supreme Court precedent. Roe's survey of history ranged from constitutionally irrelevant to the plainly incorrect. Alito continues, adding that its reasoning was exceptionally weak and that the original decision has had damaging consequences. I mean, if that's in the majority decision on this, then they're right. That if, if, if they're taking, if, if there's this aggressive language against Roe v. Wade, then I, I assume that they're right about this. The right to an abortion is not deeply rooted in the nation's history and traditions. Um, the overturning of Roe would almost immediately lead to stricter limits on abortion access in large swaths of the South and Midwest, with about half of the states set to immediately impose broad abortion bans. Any state could still legally allow the procedure. And that is an important thing to remember that this doesn't end the, um, the, the fight for the unborn. This isn't game over because this just kicks it out of the federal arena that it's federally protected and it's going to put it into the jurisdiction of the states. And now there's going to be, uh, like the state that I live in right now, New York, uh, it's probably not going to change anything really in New York. I'm sure um, New York... If there's any gaps in New York law that will be fixed um, to protect abortions, that will be fixed by the New York State Legislature and signed by the governor. But um, in other states and uh, across the Midwest and across the South, that this means that there will be uh, more strict regulations and probably the banning of abortion in some states, I would think. Uh, and I know that's been a big battle in Oklahoma. And I think one of the things that has led to an, an aversion to actually banning abortion because I've argued that for a long time that just nullify this thing just it, is the consequences that will come. Well, if we do that, then we're going to lose funding. And so uh, if this is in effect that uh, now maybe the Biden administration will have a trick up their sleeve. I don't know. But if if this is true, then that incentive to keep ab abortion um, legal is not going to be there as much. And I think people will probably, even Republicans who are rhino-ish, might even be more willing to take some of these risks uh, to ban and, and further regulate abortion. And I know, I know, I just recognize for many of you out there, especially uh, abortion abolitionists, uh, the regulations, uh, not even a thought in your mind uh, for, but I, I just, knowing how this will probably work, it, it's going to be um, in, in most states that have pro-life majorities, it's probably going to end up being some kind of a path to regulating and uh, uh, gradually trying to eliminate the practice. I, I'm, I'm hoping that it's more drastic than that, but um, this is still amazing. I'm still kind of in shock 
The Constitution does not prohibit the citizens of each state from regulating or prohibiting abortion. The draft concludes Roe and Casey arrogated that authority. We now overrule those decisions and return that authority to the people and their elected representatives. Uh, the draft contains the type of caustic rhetorical flourishes Alito is known for. So if he's saying that in the draft, then I don't see how this uh, how this can be anything but uh, true. If that's if that's true, that this is the draft and this is uh, a majority decision and this has been already it's supported by the majority of the justices. Let's see what else might be. So there's further arguments here from Samuel Alito on why there is the right is not found in the 14th Amendment for an abortion. They go through some history here of Alito and um, Kavanaugh. They talk about him. Um, some of this stuff isn't the most relevant for our concerns. says that um, in the Casey decision, Sandra Day O'Connor and Anthony Kennedy warned that the court would pay a terrible price for overturning Roe. This is something that uh, I'm also thinking of. This could end up being, uh, I mean, I'm not sure how fast or at what point, but I can see some major, major protests uh, against this. And... Um, I'm hoping it's it's not while I'm traveling through areas where there will be protests, <laughs> but I, I think there probably certainly will be, and and there's going to be um, an all-out assault on the states that attempt to uh, ban and regulate, further regulate uh, abortions, murdering children, be smeared as anti-woman and all the rest. While Alito's draft opinion doesn't cater much to Roberts' views, uh, portions of it seem intended to address the specific interests of other justices. One passage argues that social attitudes towards out-of-wedlock pregnancies have changed drastically since the 1970s and increased demand for adoption makes abortion less necessary. Those points dovetail with the issues that Barrett, a Trump appointee and court's newest member, raised at the December argument. She, she suggested laws allowing people to surrender newborn babies on a no-question-to-ask basis means carrying a pregnancy to term doesn't oblige one to engage in child rearing. Why don't the safe haven laws take care of that problem, asked Barrett, who adopted two of her seven children. Much of Alito's draft is devoted to arguing that widespread criminalization of abortion during the 19th and early 20th centuries uh, belies the notion that a right to abortion is implied in the Constitution. The conservative justice attached to his draft a 31-page appendix listing laws passed to criminalize abortion during that period. Alito claims an unbroken tradition of prohibiting abortion on pain of criminal punishment from the earliest days of the common law until 1973. Until the latter part of the 20th century, there was no support in American law for a constitutional right to obtain an abortion. Zero, none, no state constitutional provision had recognized such a right, Alito adds which is really the crux of, of the Roe v. Wade decision. This is interesting. This is very, this is fascinating to me. So this is what Politico 
um, has uncovered. They received a, a draft. And so they are they're reporting this, that the Supreme Court has voted to overturn abortion rights, according to the uh, draft opinion. Now, I'm going to go to some other websites. I'm just curious. Let's try um, let's try some of the major media ones. Let's try foxnews.com and just see. Uh, no, nope, not even there. <laughs> MSNBC. <laughs> Nope. Uh, maybe I'm too early. I don't know. Uh, CNN. Just going to the uh, mainstream liberal ones because you'd think they'd be reporting this. I'm not really seeing anything. Um, let's see if we go to. Uh, let's see. Oh, I'm already there. Um, if anyone's reporting this news. No. So this is this is new. So Politico is the one reporting this at this point. I find that absolutely uh, fascinating if this is true. And we're probably just super early on it since this is just now broken. And uh, let's see. um, Let's see what we got here in the comments section. Uh, This article might be an attempt to influence the court. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I, I didn't really sense that it seemed like it was more just reporting. Uh, reporting. It wasn't, it didn't seem too skewed to me. Uh, (laughs) Mitch McConnell's fighting for us. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about that. Roe should have been nullified when it was handed down. Earl Starbuck. I believe that is true, but uh, here we are. Now, um, like I said before, I, I don't, if this is true, Politico's reporting it. I don't think they would just pull that out of their hat. Um, but if this is true, then um, then the battle is going to continue. It's just going to look differently. And uh, I think Joseph Spurgeon said it when he was on this podcast a few weeks ago that a lot of the abortions now are at home. It's, it's in early stages. Um, a lot of the state's that are going to regulate this are going to do it more probably in you know 15 weeks or you know whatever um, particular heartbeat bill or bill they pass a lot of them will probably go that route and uh, the goal obviously is to murder uh, to, to <laughs> the goal is to murder the goal is to murder the bill that wants to murder or the decision that wants to murder or the um, or, or the politicians who want to murder the unborn. It's to stop that. We want to make sure that abortion is illegal in every way, shape, or form. Murder can never be legal. That is immoral. And, and so this is going to continue. This isn't going to end. But this, this is a crushing defeat uh, for the pro-choice um, or pro-abortion activists, if this is uh, true. And I certainly hope it is. Um, I have some books on my desk. I might as well just tell you. Uh, there's, there's a few books I have that I've been meaning to read, and one of them, I have way too many books on my desk. I think it's buried. Let's see. Yeah, one of them is this one. I haven't read it yet, but it's by a guy named Rusty Thomas, and uh, it's called Biblical Strategies to Abolish Abortion. So I'm actually looking forward to getting into this. And uh, and he's an abortion abolitionist. And uh, so uh, I have another one, uh, too, on my shelf somewhere. 
that I've been meaning to read, and I think this is going to be an incentive for me to, to get to that stuff. It's been on my list for a while to research this more, but uh, the, the battle's changing if this is true. So I just wanted to bring that to you because I'm, I'm celebrating. I think that's good news. And uh, as the evening unfolds, I'm sure we're going to get more information on this and probably tomorrow uh, as to whether or not, uh, to, to what extent this is true. But uh, we, we do have access to the draft uh, opinion on this. And um, in fact, I'll show you that one more time. And so I, I have I have a good feeling about it at this point, at least. Uh, and you, you can see, I mean, this isn't they're not just pulling this out of a hat. Justice Alito delivered the opinion of the whor uh, of the court. Abortion presents a profound moral issue on which Americans hold sharply convicting views. This is a whole introduction. Goes through the history and everything. I um, wonder how this ends, if I can scroll down. He is going after Roe. I can see it in some of his language here. This is extensive. So I think they characterized it probably accurately. Yeah, I mean... It, it, if if you look if you if you just skim this and you look for the term Roe, it's coming up everywhere. Roe featured a lengthy survey of history, but much of its discussion was irrelevant, and the court made no effort to explain why it was included. I mean, he's just he's he's ripping Roe v. Wade apart. Roe's failure even to note the overwhelmingly uh, overwhelming consensus of state laws in the effect in 1868 is striking. Yeah, this is it's about to get real. I think. Well, hey, um, I don't really have much more to say. On this, I just wanted to uh, get the word out there, and I knew if I did a live stream, that would do it. So, unless there's, if anyone has any questions or anything that they want to uh, ask, I'll, I'll keep this on for just maybe two more minutes, and you can put those in the comments. I'll read through a few of the comments, and then uh, we'll end it. Uh, <laughs> is DeSantis a Christian? I, I don't know. I think he's Catholic, if I'm not mistaken. I think he's a Roman Catholic. Um, Fight the algorithm monster. Hit the like button, folks. Uh, Brian Babes. Yeah, thank you. Please, please do that. <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah, I don't know if that is that. I guess that is how you fight. I don't know. I don't know how the algorithms work. Nate Werner says he has Rusty's book. I guess that's a good thing. Is Rusty's book good? I'm, I'm assuming. Biden will more likely, more than likely, try to codify it and ignore the court. He's done so already. That's an interesting question about what the Biden administration will do in response to this. And, and the answer is, I don't really know. I'm not, I, I really am outside of my area uh, with, because I think one of the things too is these executive orders have gotten so ridiculous uh, that it, there's just such a question, I think, now as to whether or not I mean, Trump was guilty of this, just like Obama uh, and Biden's even worse in some ways, just signing executive orders to get their policies through instead of going through Congress. So I don't know. We're, we're in a weird world right now and it's a different world. <laughs> Yeah, 
What's more important than the cost of food and gas or some mythical thing that doesn't affect the day-to-day? Well, this definitely affects the day-to-day. This is talking about the lives of actual humans here, the lives of children. And uh, this, this will have an impact on that doesn't mean that the problem goes away overnight, uh, but th- this definitely has an impact. There's going to be states that will ban abortion, and there will be states that further regulate uh, abortion as well. So anyway, all right. I know Doctrinal Wasjog has been saying a lot, um, Jesus is coming soon. This is a ploy to get people stirred up for the election season. I mean, I don't know about that. He says the the current fight is over partial birth and infanticide, John. Love you, brother, but you can't honestly think this might happen. I know. I feel like I'm in a fantasy a little bit. I'll be honest. I don't know what to say. Uh, It's weird to me that the Politico is reporting this, but um, I'm hopeful. And, uh, And that's all we can be at this point. I mean... You have access to the same information I have, and uh, it looks pretty promising. He says the SBC already supports abortion, they just don't admit it. J.D. Greer bragged about having Planned Parenthood workers at his church, said they just want to serve. I think that there's actually some truth to that, actually. there, uh, If I'm not mistaken, I think at the time it was Pulpit and Pen. I think Reformation Charlotte had some articles on this, and maybe even Capstone Report. But yeah, there's, there, there's certainly, at the very least, we can say this about the Southern Baptist elites and just evangelical elites in general. This has not been a an issue that really has motivated them so much. This has been kind of like, it, it's almost seemed like the obligatory position that you kind of have to hold to, to be pro-life, at least in theory. You kind of have to say that at least. And then you can kind of hold on to these other social justice views at the same time. But as far as like working towards um, ending abortion, uh, I, I haven't seen like a lot of that. It, it doesn't seem to be a big motivating factor. Um, so, all right, I think we're going to end it there. Um, and, and hopefully you can uh, go to sleep with some good news on your mind and, um, and keep praying. Pray, pray that the, look, at this point, I, the people who support this, even the Supreme Court justices, uh, who, um, as far as I understand it, this is not, uh, this hasn't, this will go public in two months, according to the political article. So that this is a first draft. But I would just pray for those Supreme Court justices at this point. And um, if I were them, I would probably be telling everyone how I'm not suicidal right now. So I'm not even, I'm not even sure if they can foil it at this point. But uh, if there is a way to, I'm sure that the attempt would be there. So, anyways. Hey, God bless everyone. Have a good night, all right? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.